Hello and welcome to Gov Stories for the End of the World. If you are hearing this, it means that I've dipped into my emergency stash of episodes because of some kind of unforeseen event. Like, I don't know, it could be a technical glitch, or more likely it's a hangover. Or, perhaps I am dead, and this is being released as bonus material for some kind of anniversary ghost stories box set by future archivists. That's a nice thought, actually. And I am very flattered, if that's the case. Perhaps ghost stories has entered the pantheon of all-time great shows, and people in 2070 still marvel at whatever it is I ended up achieving creatively. But I don't quite know why that would be the case, because as I keep telling my contemporaries. We are podcasters, okay? This isn't somewhere. This is just between you and me because the other podcasters, they're not listening right now, okay? Podcasters sit in a room often sans pants and we look at a range of incredibly complex and sensitive subjects and we ask which of these will draw the most cross-platform engagement what's going to hit those abcs you know qui bono who benefits and then we speak into a microphone and we try to ignore a creeping self-loathing that is so vast and black it feels like you are drowning in an underground reservoir of oil seriously because a podcaster makes their own way, because they can't make it as writers or producers or musicians. But what we can do is talk into microphones at length. When real people ask us what we do, you know, we say something like, oh, I host a, a radio show on the internet because that sounds specific enough to be real, but boring enough not to prompt any follow-up questions. Or, you know, oh, I'm an online audio engineer, something like that. That type of thing, you know. And if my consciousness has actually been uploaded to the cloud, and I am listening to this in 2070 as part of this archival work that's being done, then I would like to say to me, this is where your dreams of soundtracking art films and gallery installations brought you, Matt. And then... If you'll permit me, I would like to ask my consciousness in 2070, how did it feel when that sank in, baby? Does it happen soon? Does it happen 10 years from now? I can't wait to find out. But yeah, I reckon really all I can answer right now is, what's the difference? You know, we are all on our way out, so I'll act accordingly. So now listeners, we cannot pretend that this is art. But then again, if podcasts were art, this podcast would definitely be considered such. And I assume that anyone listening to this in 2070 is doing so because Ghost Stories has gone down as the greatest podcast in history. And that doesn't surprise me, but I'll say it does here because then I'll sound lofty and king-like and I can just edit this part out. You know, if I listen back and I feel like I sound like an asshole here, I just hope I don't actually release this without remembering to get rid of this bit. So anyway, hello, future people. You made the right choice. This is what podcasts sounded like before the seas rose and drowned the world that you live in. 
And I bet mine sounds a lot like the future, doesn't it? I bet right now you are floating on your hover chair, shocked that this sounds like it could be happening right now in your time. And that's because I was always on the cutting edge of what I call parapolitical audio terrorism. I don't call it podcasting. And I often did it without wearing pants, you know? And I know what you're asking yourself now. Is he wearing pants while he's recording this? Let's find out together. Different approach for this episode tonight because we are going to talk a little bit about the Martin Scorsese film The Departed and the real-life Irish-American gangster Whitey Bulger just because I like The Departed and I find Whitey Bulger quite interesting and I think... Both of them offer us the opportunity to maybe reflect on the role of the informant, the infiltrator, you know, the spy. And also, my friend introduced me to the concept of the Boston shithead a couple of years ago, and I have wanted to explore this for ages. So, yeah, it's an emergency episode. Shut the fuck up. Do you know what I mean? Right, many people believe the Boston shithead was first described via the cinematic via, via the cinematic work of Marty. And additional characteristics were explored, you know, in subsequent films such as The Town, Gone Baby Gone, The Fighter, Ted 1, Ted 2, Patriot's Day. But if I may be so bold, the Boston shithead was also articulated pre-9-11, and this was in Goodwill Hunting, 1997. Now, in this tale of a a young maths prodigy with a big mouth and bigger dreams, non-American audiences, people like me, this is where many of us were first introduced to the Boston area of Southie, Boston Pride, Boston Strong, all the Bostons. Three Hollywood mavericks, in fact, who would go on to play major roles in big budget Boston shithead productions in the decade and a half ahead. They're present Right there at the beginning in Good Will Hunting, you've got Matt Damon and you've got the brothers, Affleck, Ben and Casey. And in fact, Matt and Ben wrote Good Will Hunting and then Ben would direct both The Town, which I, yeah, he starred in that, and Gone Baby Gone. And Casey would star in Gone Baby Gone as a Boston shithead variant. Uh, which was the, if I'm not mistaken, we could call it the Boston shithead with a heart of gold, which is a sort of post-9-11, pre-QAnon, private gumshoe who must traverse the criminal underworld of South Boston to find the eponymous baby. Morgan Freeman did it. The Boston shithead, I would argue, has much in common with a figure that we have over here in Britain, which is sometimes called the lad, sometimes called the scally, sometimes the townie or the legend. Very occasionally, the Boston shithead, you know, which is what we call the lad over here, gets promoted to the legend. Now, I believe the Boston shithead is also sometimes called the townie. Any Bostonians out there, feel free to write in, tell me if I've got that right. Now, over here, the lad, our Boston shithead, He drives his VW Golf to the pub. He mows down cyclists and just stop oil protesters with merry abandon. Scratch cards flying free from the pockets of his cargo shorts. And then after sinking a dozen jars, he he just 
pins poppies all over his face and he goes on to make love to his inexplicably smoking hot fiance until he has to go to the hospital to have his, usually it's like his stomach pumped or one of his knuckles popping back into place, something like that. Now, this guy probably sells like a hundred pounds worth of weed, a hundred quids worth of weed a month, but he also pulls in 10 grand a week refitting kitchens on the nice side of town. And if you ask him, he always knows where you can get an Akita puppy. Um, trying to think, what would you recognize if you're not from Britain? Liam and Noel Gallagher and their fan base. Boston shitheads, but because they aren't from Boston, they are called lads. And you see similar regional names for the same thing elsewhere. You know, if you apply it outside this Boston shithead lad thing. So for example, a lake is called a lock in Scotland and Nirvana were called silver chair in Australia. These are regional terms for the same thing. And I tell you all this by way of saying that I clicked with the departed immediately because I recognized Southie as very similar to the area that I come from in my home city. And in many ways, growing up where I did, it's just like being a young man in Southie. You know, you frolic with organized crime elements and take pride in that for some reason. You swallow low quality drugs as a hobby. You drink and you just generally being a little shithead, you know, because you, you're coming of age. It's an accepted part of coming of age here and in Boston as well. And some of us get away from it, you know, and some of us don't. I escaped, but I have worn a hoodie inside a bomber jacket. I'd do it again tomorrow if the weather called for it. I have some Irish ancestry, which I've occasionally inflated way out of proportion to score free drinks at Irish centers and on St. Patrick's Day. I mock the Boston shithead, I'm realizing now, because I recognize him. And I see a very small abstract reflection of my past and who I once was in him. And what fascinates me then about Whitey Bulger is that he is the answer to a question I have asked since I was a small lad, which is what would happen if you mixed MKUltra with the lad, the Boston shithead? So what do I do? We can't conceal that this isn't a regular Ghost Stories episode. So we're thinking wildly inflating the significance of Whitey's time in the MK Ultra program makes sense, you know, given the show's nature. And we'll toss in some reckless speculation about his connections. We'll talk about The Departed to part out the running time, the whole nine yards. We have occasionally sprinkled some more true crimey showbiz stuff into the parapolitical script before. You know, we've got the Wonderland Massacre, the X-Files live commentary, the Jared Leto episodes, and you've trusted me and you've seen that trust rewarded. So what I am saying is do it again for me.
To unlock the rest of this episode, please head over to patreon.com forward slash ghost stories for the end.